All right. Good evening. It is May 1st, and I'm sitting here with a very special guest today. Once again, I'm Dr. Cornell Lewis, and my special guest today has had a long and arduous walk with me. I want to introduce you to my wife, Shelly Lewis. Shelly? Good evening. How are you? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. So today's date night. It is. For us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And what we're doing is we're going to just have some conversation about, you know, past, uh, present, and, you know, how our relationship has come about. You know, I see a lot of different people on different avenues, different mediums, such as Facebook and places like that. And what they're doing is they're trying to find love or they're trying to find uh, happiness. They're trying to find joy. And it all depends on, you know, what's going on in their lives before the question comes up. Is there anybody to love? So I got a question for you and one that, you know, I kind of wouldn't want to ask you on 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 tape, oh, <laughs> on video. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you feel about me when you first met me? Um, I felt like you were interesting. I felt like you were interesting. I felt like, okay, I've not seen this guy before. Your attitude was so um, almost cocky in a way with your response to our first conversation, but I was intrigued. Hmm, intrigued. Well, I'll tell you, um, it was an arduous meeting. It was crazy the way we met, just uh, trying to get to church, and I cut her off uh, trying to get there myself. So when you, uh, when you got to think, when, when you put, came to the point where you said, you know what, he might be a nice guy to hang with. I mean, was this something that you knew automatically? Is this something that you came to the conclusion of? And how did you come to that conclusion? I didn't come to that conclusion. I was just curious. And when I found out that we had a mutual friend uh, in common, I reached out to him um, to see about connecting me with you. Well, one, to see if he would give me any information about you, and he didn't. Um, and so then I just wanted to find out for myself. Well, that's, and she's told me years ago that uh, women don't mind giving out information and men don't give out information. And that's more or less how it goes with guy code. A lot of us, you know, if we say, hey, if so, she comes to me and says, hey, will you give me such and so and so's phone number? I will tell her no. And I'll go talk to him, which is what my friend did. I don't know. Uh, you know, we went through a lot in our lives and we've been through a lot in our lives. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was friendship mm. and friendship with uh, with your loved one and how important that might be. You know, sometimes people fall in love or they, they're, they're goo-goo-eyed over each other and can't wait to see each other every single day. You know, I saw a young lady on Facebook last night and she made uh, dinner for her husband. And uh, I told her, I said, she took so many pictures. And I said, you took so many pictures. Did the man get to eat his food or get a chance to talk with you? And so she laughed about that. So, you know, it was a beautiful setting. But the question is, is, is there friendship? So what do you think about our friendship, me and yours? I mean, do you have a, have a thought process about our friendship? I do. Okay. Uh, we started out 
as friends, even though I was intrigued, even once we connected uh, the first time we talked by phone a few days later, or a couple weeks later after our first encounter, uh, we talked for probably two and a half hours. And so just really getting to know each other, I felt like I had known you for a long time. You were just easy to talk to. Um, I had just, um, not long after that, then lost my, my great grandmother. And, and so having you as a friend and supporting me and that was big and our friendship just really took off from there. It's important, I think, because at the end of the day, when we go through things in marriage, um, even if I get angry with you or upset with you, and I may not even want to talk to you as my husband, but I will miss my friend. I still want to share mm. something with mm. my friend. And so that's been a big big part I think it's been a big part of our relationship sure, is being sure. friends we can laugh together we laugh at each other mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. um, we have each other's best interest at heart and we were friends for three years before we even decided to go down the path of mm -hmm. dating so it was solid yeah I want to make that clear uh, I wasn't even planning on kissing her uh, and uh, then she I was getting ready to leave the house, leave, leave one day, and she put her foot in front of the door and made me kiss her. So, I'm, <laughs> by the way, I'm 6'2", 290-some pounds, and my wife is 5'3", and she's lost. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's lost so much weight, I don't know what she is now, but thankful for that. But, you know, the friendship thing is huge because... I think a lot of times we don't want to be friends because we're so anxious to get into that so-called quote-unquote relationship with air quotes right. that, hey, I've got to have this and, oh, I don't want this person to get away from me and, oh, I don't want uh, things to go wrong. I want to make sure that we are, uh, uh, oh, we're probably compatible or no, we're not compatible or what have you. And so it's a problem for relationships when all you're wanting is that. Now, we've put together a lot of different relationships. Would you agree? Yes. Put yeah. together as far as introduce people. And Introduced, yeah. the process, yes. Yeah, and then we also uh, have mentored a lot of couples th yes. through a lot of different situations. Uh, some have worked out. Some we didn't think were going to work out. And they did work out. Right. So it's been a, a up and down process for you and I. So let's get to the point where we are dealing with our relationship with God. Um, and, you know, we, we pray, we have prayed together every day. We've been real slack here lately because of this COVID-19 thing. You know, it's funny when somebody's in the house with you, you don't think about it as much. Well, uh, our schedules are different. We, we would always, prior to COVID-19, we would pray right before I would leave the house to go to work. And now I don't leave the house per se to go to work. I just get up and uh, go downstairs to the kitchen to start working. And so, but we're becoming more conscious of, hey, we didn't pray today. And so while we may not do it first thing in the morning, we will find time. We're finding time throughout the day to make it happen. But it doesn't stop us from individually praying for each other. Yeah, and that that's true. I mean, and a lot of times, you know, uh, me being a pastor has not been easy. 
But, uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, you're a pastor or, you know, instead of the first lady, I call her the only lady. Uh, but in that respect, uh, people believe we have this, uh, this home that is always sitting in the throne room of God. But it's a guarantee uh, we have had some knockdown drag out fights. But when it comes down to the relationship, and you know, we've been married 11 years now. And uh, when it comes down to our relationship with God, you know, has it, how, how has it grown for you? How has that grown for you? Uh, I f- That's funny, huh? <laughs> It's funny because it I feel like sometimes, you know, you have, I have to be close to God. <laughs> <laughs> And vice versa, vice versa. Make it through sometimes or to handle situations. Um, But it's it's definitely increased my relationship uh, with the Lord for multiple reasons. But mainly um, because you, even once we met, you were much further along in your Christian walk than I was. And so I've learned a lot. Um, from you, being married to you, watching you, listening to you now with you being my pastor. I mean, I I am. I'm learning a lot. Um, I watch how your relationship with God is and how close it is. And there's times I'm like, man, you know, I want that. I want to hear from God like he hears from God. And, um, And so that's how it has really helped me grow. Um, and I know I'm in a different place right now, yeah. uh, in a very different place, unlike before, um, with the Lord. And I'm enjoying it, and I'm loving the change that is happening. <clears throat> so Yeah, and, and I'll say this, that sometimes, and uh, some of you may understand this out there, that when you know the Lord for yourself, uh, you can be your own worst enemy. A lot of times it is you, the person who doesn't know the Lord for themselves, who takes the uh, the better road. The person who knows usually causes themselves more problems because they know better and won't do better. And so that's kind of where I was at, you know, still drinking pretty heavily. Um, you know, I quit in and out, things of this nature. Uh, and I was still a pastor. Felt like there shouldn't be any... Uh, issues with drinking. I wasn't hurting anybody. But uh, at the same time, you know, uh, I said, hey, in the Bible, it says you should, you can drink. (laughs) That's the way I felt about it. And, um, but then, you know, I realized later on, and as time went on, that I wouldn't be available to God if I was constantly causing problems or constantly, you know, being drunk. Well, and you can also people are watching, you can cause someone else to stumble in their walk because they're watching you yeah. or me or any of us. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've learned a lot over the years. And I think that one of the things we have learned is that, you know, God comes first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've got this blended family, which we'll talk about in another episode mm-hmm. at some point to talk about how that works uh, and that the blender the blending never ends. Um, and if you think you got a broken blender, you better hurry up and get another one if you've got a blended family. So I, I really, um, coming into this relationship, I really felt like I knew that this was the person for me uh, because God had been telling me that. And sometimes it takes him 
uh, to kind of scream it out loud to you. You know, we we choose, but is this what who God wants you to have is key. And so you, you tell me about the different things that I've taught you. Uh, let me tell you what you've taught me. Okay. All right. I know you like that. <laughs> but uh, you've taught me how to you've taught me how to love people. Uh, you've taught me how to um, not be so loud sometimes. I'm I'm learning. I'm, I'm, oh wow! You should have seen the look she just gave me. I'm learning. It's still a work in progress. I'm learning so much. But you know, it's it's hard to know that uh, you are cared for in this world until you find someone who honestly doesn't need to care for you. They don't have any stake in the game, and they could walk away if they wanted to. But then to find that that person loves you, and that they and, choose, to yeah, love. and they choose to love you, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing when that happens. I I used to tell you know this was my second marriage, and uh, I used to tell my wife this you know my my wife Shelly I used to tell her I said hey, uh, sometimes you have to wake up in the morning and choose to stay, uh, because it's not always going to be that you're going to want to stay. Somebody's going to make you mad. You know, I was looking the other day at an article and uh, the young lady was saying, you know, he gets on my last nerve. And that's all she kept saying. And I said, well, uh, what makes you think that or why, why didn't you know that in the beginning? And if you've known that from the beginning, get used to it. And the fact that uh, we're different. We're different as different as night and day. Mm-hmm. Not only are we man and woman. We are also, we've also grown up in different households. Mm-hmm. We also different have experiences. different experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk some, uh, talk some about your experience and how, you know, as you were growing up and how you've lived and how it clashed with mine uh, growing up. Uh, well, I grew up with a very tight knit family. So we would get together all the time for no particular reason, just because, oh, we haven't seen Papa in you know, three days, we got to go see Papa and um, my cousins. We were always together growing up like siblings. And so um, when I met you and then your family dynamic was very different, that was one of the biggest things, family dynamics. Um, I also grew up in um, with parents who were, there. I had everything that I needed, and I got most of what I wanted. And I know that that wasn't necessarily your story. Or it wasn't your, not even necessarily. Not it necessarily, it wasn't my story. Right, it wasn't your story at yeah. all. So when yeah. I could re- reminisce about things or traveling in the summers or going to Disneyland or Disney World or doing things like that, that that's not something that you um, had experienced. And so those brought up different things. Was that strange to you? That Very. Yeah. Yeah, the the definitely about the family, but then, you know, the fact that you had not left Columbus until you know, really you were how old when you first? Uh, 19, 20 years you know, old. That yeah. that was bizarre to me because every summer we were on a plane headed down south to be with my my dad for the summer and um, and then there were times, even once we were there, he would take us on vacations. And 
Um, so yeah, it's just the dynamics, family dynamics have been very different. Yeah, I was. I think <laughs> sometimes we sit there. Uh, my wife and I will, Shelley and I'll be sitting there, and she'll say, "Remember when we used to go down to." Disneyland or Disney World or whatever, and I look at her and I'm like, Shelly, I had no money for no Disney World. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it, it is amazing because sometimes you do think people grew up the same way you did because it was a, it was the childhood you had. Yeah. I think that you know sometimes I, it blows my mind when, um, you know, I'll eat ramen noodles five days in a row, or I'll eat mo oatmeal five six days in a row, or when it comes down to being poor, I don't mind that, and uh, or I didn't mind that a lot. I mean, let's see, when was that? Eighty-four cent in the bank. Eighty-four cent. Yeah, that's all I had when I got with you there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I showed you my bank statement. That's one thing about it is I showed her my bank statement. I had eighty-four cent in the bank, and so she was a very corporate person who had money. She had taken care of her business things of this nature. So I wasn't ashamed, but I definitely respected her. I definitely learned to respect uh, Shelly as a person and as a woman first. I felt like at, at a certain point in life, things were going to be all right. Um, I didn't doubt myself. I just kind of doubted some of the things that I knew. But even having 74 cent in the bank. Uh, 84. Let's kick that up to the 10 cents it was. <laughs> 84 cents in the bank. I knew that, well, one, you were gainfully employed. Gainfully. With a, gainfully. With a good job. Good job. And so it wasn't about, oh, he can't make money and he can't do this. Is A lot of it was, um, you know, choices that you made or behaviors that you had. But I knew that you had potential. Well, there it is. There was potential. I know he can um, do this or do that, or I know if I just showed him, he would be okay with this or that. <laughs> or hey, we get we get together, and guess what? I'll just handle the finances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was amazing, there. Yeah, because the thing about it is, uh, you know, when you so when you think about that for other women, um, what about that potential thing? I mean, there's a lot of men with. A lot of issues. There's a lot of women with a lot of issues. Right. Tell me what you think from a woman's standpoint of view about potential. I think that we have to look for the potential. We can't get caught up in, well, to get married, he has to look this way. He has to make this much. He has to have this kind of job. He has to not have kids or he can't, you know, we have a, we, we often come with a whole list of things. And so um, when we, we may encounter people who are really great, you know, I, I, really great people to connect with or even start a relationship with, but we may not even give them a chance because they didn't meet our standards on our list. They didn't, yeah, yeah, every they didn't box meet wasn't all, checked off. Exactly. And a yeah. lot of times that's what ends up happening is you also need to think about looking for somebody who has something that you don't have. And I'm not talking about money or right. a job or a car or anything like that. I'm talking about the internal things. Would you say, yeah, on that, the, the things for that, sure. that you don't have, maybe you don't have someone to hold you 
or maybe you don't have someone who likes to laugh and you need that. You don't have that in your life. You're not a laugher. You're not a, a, a person who can be who can care for you. Well, there may be someone who knows how to can care and you're not good at caring for yourself. So you're always putting yourself out there. Uh, you're a go-getter. You're always the one that everybody else relies on. Well, you need somebody that you can rely on too, that you can sit and tell all your issues to. Right. Um, a lot of times we are sitting back and we're recognizing that couples, that a couple's greatest issue is that they're not communicating and they're not talking to one another. And so a lot of that becomes more of the issue. You know, okay, so I want to get into something that was a huge problem for us. And uh, you already know what it is. And I'm going to get into, no, not finances, oh. money. <laughs> I don't know. The, you know, she comes with the word sometimes and I'm going to finances. What are those? I want to talk about money and finances. I, I still uh, have come to the conclusion that I'm working to understand finances. But money was a different story. So talk to me about money. How did you learn money? How did you learn how to take care of money? Um, probably from my parents. Um, you know, we would, uh, you know, whether it's money you got from the tooth fairy or whatever, if you got an allowance uh, growing up or, you know, it was watching my, my parents were always very real with me. I, I, my parents divorced when I was very young. So I had two I had my mother and then I had my father's house. Um, but my mother would always be very honest. And if, you know what, if she couldn't afford something, she would say that she couldn't afford it. And so when I was with my dad, it was kind of, you know, a free for all. We could do whatever. Um, so, but I had a balance. I think I had a balance. I learned, I watched him start his company and, and become, uh, um, prosperous in that and so I watched that but I also watched and knew what it was like to um, have to make my mom watch my mom you know make decisions about well I wanted Jordache jeans but okay if I want them then she can't <laughs> yeah. have a pair for herself so wow wow that's that's interesting and the thing about it is I knew my mother couldn't afford anything so I took up a life of theft and I would steal whatever I could get my hands on because there was no question on whether we were going to have anything or not. We just didn't. And so I didn't, my mother never had money. And so these two uh, relationships or these two uh, upbringings clashed mm -hmm. at a time when um, it was very clear we were still a brand new couple. Uh, we went through ups and downs and things of this nature. And my mother's financial advice to me was spend it all before you die. But I did do everything I could. I was trying to live up to what my mother had said, live, spend it all before you die. And I didn't understand my wife's uh, thought process about why, why are we doing this? But when our first year of marriage, we didn't have uh, our money together. Right. I, I asked her, I said, Hey, you know, you want to put our money together? And <laughs> I got a resounding no. And so I said, Oh, okay. Well, how are we going to do this then? Because having been married before, I, fi I knew that at some point we would have to come to a conclusion, but I wasn't ready to fight that fight at the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, you think you're going to be together, but that first time when you hear somebody say no to your offering, you kind of get the feeling that, okay, this may not work out. 
and you're not sure what's going to happen and everybody's standing on the edge. And we weren't young when we got married. You know, I was 42 and my wife was uh, 22. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell her that one. But uh, she, you know, we were not young. And so we kind of weren't sitting there looking for all the googly eye stuff after a while. We were wondering what this was going to be like. But God had given me a vision that this was going to be the best thing that happened to me besides giving my life to Christ and seeing my children for the first time. And so uh, I was so grateful when uh, when that came about. But in the beginning, it wasn't like that. So we spent about a year. Would you say it was about a year? It was a year. year not putting our money together. And the Bible says there's a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yeah. And but that wasn't something we were concerned about either. And all of that, don't go to bed angry. That was every night or most nights, some nights anyway. And um, but it was always about money. We fought about money all the time, all the time, consistently. If I wanted to do something, uh, she would say, why? And I'm like, OK, you're just trying to hold me down. And, you know, it didn't seem like she ever bought herself anything. And I would go out and get something. And it's like, why? I'm like, because you deserve it. And it's like, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It was just kind of crazy. It was a crazy time for the both, both of us. Would you agree? Very. Did you think we were going to last? Be honest with me. Be honest. Be honest with me. At that time, I did. Did you really? I did. I just felt like it was was going to be a constant struggle. Mm, It was going to be a struggle. I figured, okay, this is something that it's just going to be what it is. We're going to argue about this for our entire marriage. And that was okay with you? It wasn't okay, but, you know, for me at that time, early on, I was... You'd never been married. I'd never been married, but... um, you know, I was in the, the honeymoon phase of things, too. Hmm. Mm, the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that phase, boy. I tell you, we had a great time. Then we traveled and went everywhere, didn't we? We did some Yeah, stuff. we did, we did some, some things. We did some things, didn't we, girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. And that's, you know, and the thing about it is those are the things also you got to remember. But uh, we ended up coming to a conclusion um, later on in life. Uh, here, probably about, what would you say, two years ago with Financial uh, Peace University? Yeah. About two years ago, the first time I ever did a budget. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I'm the pastor of Expanding Visions Ministries, and um, I brought financial peace to our church for us to get involved, for the whole church to get involved in it. But then uh, my wife seemed like she was happy, and that let me know that I had just given uh, the stick to the uh, to the one who was going to be beating me, and I was, you know, it's kind of like you go outside and get a switch just because you know you feel like it that day, and that's what I, that's what I felt was going to happen. And uh, I, what I did was the rest of the class sat up at the table, and I sat in the second row or the first row of the church because I really didn't want to be a part of it. I was, I felt that I was there just to bring it to the people and not to actually do it. Well. I'll tell you what happened. I ended up uh, getting to about a session number three, and it hit me that I had been spending money like water, and I was going to be broke for the rest of my life. And I all of a sudden felt what my wife had felt, that this was the worst, you know, you, you can't live like this. And so I finally pulled up to the table, and I became a convert 
at that moment. I became a convert and I've been preaching uh, Financial Peace University to people since then. Big shout out to Dave Ramsey. Big shout out to Dave, <laughs> Diggy. Dave Ramsey, the savior of marriages. <laughs> Because he did, he did. I, don't, I still don't know if we would have survived. I wasn't so sure. I was kind of thinking maybe I should take my little 80, 82 cent by that time and run on back over the bridge and see what I could do with my own stuff. But, you know, she stuck by me. And I thank God for that because, you know, he knew what he was doing. A lot of times I want to be clear with you. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, sometimes you get chosen and you don't even know who that, if that's who you're supposed to be chosen to. And marriage is tough. What God wants you to do is to love that person the way he loves you. Love that person the way he loves you. And sometimes there was chastisement, you know, and there were times when we had to really get down and argue, you know, like the time that somebody bought a motorcycle and didn't tell the other person. Well, who was that somebody? I'm still well, I looking for that guy. That was a horrible... Uh, yeah, mm. well, you did one time with me. You went to the mailbox. Mm. Yeah, that was the only time. And actually, she nicknamed my motorcycle the love child of infidelity. And I looked at her at that moment, and she was so angry. And I looked at her at that moment. I said, that's pretty good. I said, I like that name. And that's what the guys in my group begin to call it, the love child of infidelity. And I'm thinking, man, that's a great name for a bike. Needless to say, um, it finally came out from under me for the second or third time in my life, or fifth or eighth. And, um, you know, I finally let go here recently and uh, decided that it wasn't enough for me to uh, pay to, to, you know, use the rest of my retirement on uh, hospital bills. And so, but she's been by me every time I've gone to the hospital also. You know, even with my, before we were married, my friendlationships, you know, <laughs> you remember all of that? I do. That was, yeah, it's yeah, crazy times. That's a story for another uh, episode. Story for another episode, but... <laughs> You know, so I want to ask you one more question here before we uh, get ready to uh, end up. So, first of all, uh, do you love me? I do. I love you too, girl. Yeah, I, I tell you, that's all right. And what do you see, um, if you could see into the future? Mm -hmm. Well, let's say this. What do you want out of marriage? What do I want out of marriage? What do you want out of marriage? Just, you know, it, it is so good to be able to spend this life and go through life with somebody that you just care about so much. Um, I think about that even more as we're going through this COVID-19 as there's so many people who are alone, living alone. And so uh, my heart goes out to them. But I also, I think about this is not something I would want to go through by myself, but it's more than that. There's nobody else I would want to go through this with but you. Um, oh, girl, don't make me cry. Well, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Um, so what I want out of marriage is just really to be able, like I said, just to go through this life, enjoying this life with you and um, just enjoying our grandkids and enjoying life and yeah, yeah. um you know as we now have the church and being able to be in ministry together um 
and even being in ministry together before the church at our previous church, we yeah. did ministry together yeah. by running the food pantry there. Yeah. So that's being in ministry has been a huge, huge, huge blessing, but also just a really big part of our relationship. Okay. Ministry's been a part of it. I've never asked you this question before, and I want to ask it now. I'm very afraid. Don't be afraid, baby. Don't be afraid. <laughs> do you think we were meant to be together? I do. Okay. All right. I I knew it. I knew it just simply because God had told me long time ago. I didn't want to believe it, but I knew it. I said, he just kept telling me, marry her, marry her, marry her. And I was like, no, no, no. And then he was like, do it. And I'm like, find somebody else. But I'm going to tell you something now. We were meant to be together because uh, I thank God for the lives we've been able to change, for the giving we've been able to do, mm -hmm. and for the fact that we've been so blessed for so long. Mm -hmm. And I can't see anything but, but the upside. You know, I always say this. Everything that I've done significant in my life over the last 10 to 11 years has been because my wife told me to or supported me in it. You know, um, became a Ph.D., became a pastor, uh, all the different things that uh, I've done. Uh, it's always because she was saying, you know, go for it, go for it, go for it. And whether she understood or not, she was still saying go for it. You know, people don't realize this, but um, just under halfway through my Ph.D., she bought me a cup that said Dr. Lewis on it. And I got that cup and, uh, yeah, I was almost embarrassed because I'm like, man, don't give me anything that I got to take around. And people say, so you got it yet? And I'm like, no. But she was speaking that into the atmosphere immediately. And um, I want to thank God for you, baby. I really do. Well, I thank God for just that chance encounter of you cutting me off on the way to church. <laughs> <laughs> it always had to come back to that. Well, you know, who knew? Another who knew episode, another day. That it would turn into anything more than what it was at that moment. Well, so. uh, yeah. Yeah, God knew. I mean, you've been chosen. Yeah. I mean, it could have been anybody uh, getting cut off that day, but it was you, Shelly Doo-Wop. Shelly Doo-Wop. That's but my even, nickname But even, you know, talking me. about the cup, I just remember you being so discouraged in, in early on in your, your PhD studies, and I wanted you to be able to look at that cup mm. and be reminded, uh, seeing Dr. Lewis engraved on it, that this is the goal. And anytime you got frustrated or wanted to give up or wanted to stop, I wanted you to be able to look at that cup and understand that you could do this because one day you're going yeah, to be Dr. Yeah, Lewis. And yeah. today we are in that one day. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I didn't believe it. I didn't. There were days I didn't believe it, days I wanted to give up. I mean, it's been a tough one. It really has. But and then there were days I thought I was an imposter and uh, it couldn't be me. But uh I thank God for that. I mean, we've gone, come a long way. So one thing I try to do at the end of every podcast is uh, have the whole, have the person who has uh, been invited to the podcast to pray us out. Okay. Would you mind doing that for us, honey? Sure. All right, go ahead. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day and for this moment, God, to speak about marriage, God, but not just about marriage, but the friendship, God, and even some of the hardships that go into it. So we pray for every marriage that is out there, for every person listening and feeling like you may want to give up, God. We just pray that you give them all that they yes. need, God, that you will help to see them through. 
We thank you, God, that even as single people may be listening to this podcast, God, that they are given hope, God, that they are putting their list aside, their list, God, and seeking you for what you want for them. And so, God, we just thank you in advance for all the people that you continue to to bring together and those that you will bring together. We thank you for our marriage and how we have been able to use it as a ministry, God, to help others and to speak to others, God. So we thank you. We ask that you bless each and every one of us, God. And as we're in the midst of this COVID-19, God, we are still standing in expectation of you to show up and show out, God. We are just trusting for miracles to happen as only you can do. We thank you, Lord, and we love you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. All right, there you have it. The right Shelley Lewis, <laughs> the doo-wop. Well, thank of, you for sharing date night on the podcast. With yeah, well, you know, tell me you didn't enjoy it. You liked it. It was, it was, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you all for another week, and I want you to have a great week. Uh, have a great time and uh, get to know each other better. And remember, um, this has been a life lesson. Thank you. Take care.